of my lineage to deal with things that I had to deal with. That's where we're at with it. We have no other options. If we want to see our, our families and our culture healed and whole, this is where it starts. It starts with us creating safe spaces. Even when those safe spaces are uncomfortable. Even if it's something that might challenge your way of thinking, right? Because if you're not a safe space, they're going to find a safe space in a dangerous place. Yo, I'm giving y'all bars. I'm giving y'all bars. If you are not a safe space, they are going to find a safe space in a dangerous place. And that's not what you want. Because that's what's going to continue those cycles. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Conversations for the Culture. <laughs> I like how I said that. Uh, welcome to Conversations for the Culture. We are back. Another episode. Man, I'm excited. I'm excited. This has been an amazing experience. So first of all, I just want to thank you all, right? I want to thank you guys for locking in with me, right? Because when I first started this, I was like, man, who's actually going to uh, listen to this? Who wants to listen to this? But, you know, y'all have been rocking with me. And that really means a lot because y'all have definitely, y'all been given what um, <laughs> I didn't think was going to be given, right? So I appreciate you for that. I really do. So I just want to thank you for uh, just rocking with me. Anyways, let's get to, let's get cooking before I just let's do a little admin stuff. Um, If you want to join the text list, right? So you can hear about, you know, things that we got coming up so you can, you know, really rock, rock with us. Um, Cause we got some really nice stuff coming, right? We got some nice stuff coming. So check it out. I want you to text me the word combos if you want to be added to our text list. So you also know like some stuff that's coming up, right? And uh, when episodes drop or if there's some special events going on, right? So go ahead and text me combos to 773-923-3774. That's 773-923-3774. All right. Anyways, we're going to get right to it, okay? This is going to be a super, this isn't, this isn't going to be a super long conversation, but it's definitely a conversation that I feel um, it's going to be had. And just like the week that I did, the Giants is falling. It's just going to be me. It's just Micah, right? No games this week, as much as we love him. No gimmicks, right? Just me being authentic, being real, honest, open, transparent, right? So the other week. I ran a room, so if over on Clubhouse, if you didn't know, <laughs> Conversations for the Culture is on Clubhouse too. It's an actual club, so if you're over on Clubhouse, just follow Conversations for the Culture, and we do weekly rooms. I got to be more consistent with it though. 
Um, and that's just me being 100 with it, right? So it's supposed to be every Tuesday and Thursday night, but sometimes I just don't feel like it. But I do have to be consistent with it because I'm really trying to grow this thing. I'm really trying to make this something powerful. And I know it can. I know that the conversations that we're having are super important. So anyways, we did a room um, and it was called What Happens in This House Stays in This House. Hmm. If you're a black person, if you got melanin, uh, you know, never mind. If you're a black person, I know that you've probably heard what happens in this house stays in this house. Don't be going out there putting my business in the streets. Don't be telling our business out in them with them white people at your school. Oof, I'm talking better than y'all talking back. I hope y'all saying amens wherever you are, whether you're in a car, in the gym, at the crib, in the bed still, right? What happens in this house stays in this house. Oh, man. Can I be honest? I feel like that mentality, that thought process, that philosophy has really done a lot of damage to the Black community. It's done severe damage to the black community. It's so dangerous. It's a dangerous way of thinking. What happens in this house stays in this house. And what we've done by adopting this policy and by making this policy and this thought process and this mentality go from generation to generation after generation, what we've done is we've left generations of broken people. <laughs> we've left generations of unhealed people. We've passed our trauma down from generation to generation, creating cycles, cycles of trauma, cycles of physical and mental and emotional abuse, cycles of rape, cycles of molestation, cycles of having to deal with mental health issues but suppressing them because quote unquote therapy is for white people or quote unquote just pray about it Whew. just pray about it and it will go away cycles of feeling unwanted cycles of feeling unseen what am I talking about so you know you grow up in a Christian home with very strong Christian and traditional beliefs. And they have a child who's unsure of who they are and they're questioning their sexuality. And the parents know what's happening, but the parents ignore it because that's what we do a lot of times. We pretend like if we don't say anything, it will go away. <laughs> we, we pretend like if we don't say anything, no one will see it. And if we don't say anything, it will just go away and it will not be something that needs to be addressed. Meanwhile, these children are going out in the world and they don't feel accepted because it's well, nowadays things are a little bit different. Right. But they go out into the world and but it still needs work. Uh, they feel like they're not accepted. They feel like they're not seen. 
at school, they're bullied because they have quote unquote tendencies, right? And then they come home and they still have to suppress what's in them and they still have to keep it in the house because we don't want to quote unquote bring shame to this household. And we see these things go on and then they grow up and they're not healed individuals and they're not whole individuals. How about the molestation? Can we wake that up? We allow predators to sit at the table at Thanksgiving, laugh, kiki, joke, hee hee, ha ha. When we know that there's something wrong with them, we know that there's something not right. We know that they're questionable. Sometimes we know that they even touched our children. But they continue to sit at the table because family matters. And a family that prays together stays together. Black people, we got to do better. Because what happens in this house, stays in this house, has damaged generations of black people. Unhealed trauma. And we got to fix this, y'all. Now, there are some things that inherently should stay in the house. So I don't care that you and your husband or you and your wife had an argument. I don't care. Take those and then or that they even or even if they cheated on you, I don't care. Not everything has to be posted. We've taken this whole, oh, we got to be real open, honest, and transparent to a whole new level. Some stuff needs to stay in the house, right? Because a lot of the times, the people that you're venting to, and I'm not even going to say a lot of the times, most of the time, the people that you are venting to don't give a damn about you. And that's me keeping it 100. They don't care about you because what happens is you become a screenshot in the group text. Had a clap for that. You become a screenshot in their group text. You become <laughs> a case on their docket to talk about over brunch. So don't share everything, right? Y'all be sharing too much. So when we say what happens in this house stays in this house, yes, some stuff should stay in the house. Some issues you should handle in-house. But listen, actually handle them. Hello? Hello? When I say handle them in-house, I mean actually handle them, deal with them. And silence is not a way of dealing with an issue. Ignorance is bliss is not a real thing. Ignorance is ignorance. Hello? So what happens in this house, stays in this house, should apply to certain things. But what it should not apply to is something that's violent. So abuse, physical abuse, shouldn't stay in this house. You need to address it. Call the authorities. And I'm not for calling the cops. Trust me. If anybody knows me and knows my story with, you know, my activism journey and all of that, you, they, you know that I don't rock with the police. <laughs> Ice Cube and NWSA, I leave it at that. But, comma, some stuff, you got to wake up. Abuse. Because what happens is a lot of the times, and I'm not making an excuse, but a lot of times abusers end up becoming, no, abusees end up becoming abusers. The abuse oftentimes become the abuser. Especially when they weren't able to really gr get a grasp of what was going on 
right? They weren't able to deal with what was going on. There was no outlet. We see it with kids all the time, with young boys, right? Young boys. That's why I created the Carefree Black Boys shirt from Kings Arise because it was like, don't cry. That makes you gay. Boys don't cry. What you crying about? Or when we tell our kids, shut up, shut that crying up, or I'll give something to make you cry about or whatever it is, right? Like, that's stupid. No offense to anybody, but that's stupid as heck, right? That's stupid. But then what happens is a lot of times these kids grow up because, and especially young black boys, they're taught that the only emotion is anger, right? So smiling, happy, don't be too happy. or like It's just like, what? But then we get upset when they become violent teenagers. I don't know where he got this from. He got it from you. He got it from you. I don't know where I'm at with the whole, you know, corporal punishment, not corporal punishment, but like, you know, whooping kids, spankings, beatings, all of that. I don't like the word beating, right? I don't know where I'm at with that. Like, did it happen to me as a kid? Heck yeah. Like, I had some intense stuff going on, right? But I don't know if that actually helped. To be honest, I don't know if that actually helped. And a lot of parents, they just beat the hell out of their kids. (laughs) And then the kids grow up and... They think to themselves, well, if somebody does something wrong, my correct response is to beat them. And then that's what you see in a lot of domestic abuse because, oh, she didn't have my food ready. So now I'm going to beat her. That was a learned behavior. So I'm not saying beat your kid, do what you want with your kids. But I'm just saying all of this stuff ties together, right? We have kids who grow up seeing their parents just beating the heck out of each other, right? Getting abused. We have kids who see certain parents maybe strung out on drugs and they got to live live with that, right? They got to live with that. And they take that with them every day. And then they go to these schools. Um, and as somebody who deals with PTSD, right? What people realize don't realize is PTSD is not just for cops. It's not just for soldiers. A lot of these kids in our especially in our underserved communities, they're dealing with PTSD issues. And then they go to school and instead of the teachers and the administration um, trying to figure out what the root cause is of the symptoms that they see, so the acting out, the cursing, the uh, rebellion, they don't look at the root cause. They look at the symptoms and they're like, oh, he's unruly. He's this, but why is he like that? I had a kid who I was mentoring and I t- said, good afternoon. I said, hey, man, how you feeling? How was your day? He said, F you, ninja. But he said, you know, the other word, right? He said, F you, ninja. I said, whoa. A lot of adults would have taken that moment and they would have been like, yo, who the F you talking to? Or they would have been like, oh, rah, 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 rah. but I didn't. I said, okay. All I told, all I did was check on this kid's day. I wanted to see how he was doing. He was like 15, right? So I said, all right. That was a lot. <laughs> that was a lot. Let's what's good with you. Like what made you do that? Right. Because I knew I wasn't the issue. I knew it was what I was seeing. That symptom was something deeper. Right. That was something deeper, something deeper. It's always something deeper. What's the root? Right. Never look at the fruit without looking at the root. I'm going to say that again, 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 again. Sometimes I'll be repeating stuff because like it'd be sounding good to me. So I know it's going to sound good to you. Never, never attack the fruit without identifying the root. I said it in a different way, but that's okay. Never. Why? 
Because there's always a reason why. Why did he say F you in Ninja? Because I asked him how his day was. It's because he told me that his mother was back on drugs and drinking all the time. And he has two sisters that he takes care of and he was stressed out and he's only 14, 15 years old and he's taking care of a seven-year-old and a five-year-old. So he was angry. Understandably angry. He had that right to be angry. But a lot of these kids walk around here with so much pain. They've been molested. They've been abused. They've been, they see abuse, right? And then they go to the school and they can't talk about it because the parents have said, what happens in this house stays in this house. You bet not, bet not put my business in these MF streets. We deal with stuff inside the house, son. We deal with in stuff inside the house, daughter. It's none of their business. You go to school to learn, not talk about our business. All of these things, right? All of these things happen. And then they go to school and they start lashing out. And what does the school do? The school goes ahead and they silence them, right? Because they just see the fruit and not the root. Or the school goes ahead and suspends them. Now, let's break this down even a little bit more, right? Now they're being suspended from school. School is the only place that they can go to escape the trauma that they live with. But now the school is saying, we don't want you. Then they go back to a home and by the actions of molestation or rape or abuse, they already feel like they're not wanted there, right? Or neglect or abandonment, all of those things, right? So then what happens is the school has said, we don't want you. Home says, we don't want you. And now they're left to their own devices and they're going to find someone who quote unquote wants them regardless of what that is. Right. And regardless of if it's mm, real. Right. Because a lot of people will say that they want them, but they prey on that. That's how we have kids who fall into um, gang life. Because they feel a sense of quote unquote family, the family that they're not getting, the healthy family, what they see. Charge of those games, they're obviously going to prey on that. That's how people fall into um, sex work because they want to feel wanted. They want to feel a sense of belonging. Whew. This is deep. This is deep, y'all. This is really deep. We have to divest. I learned that word on uh, Clubhouse, y'all. They be using all the words. They We be divesting from everything on Clubhouse. <laughs> but no, we got to divest from what happens in this house stays in this house. And it's like, we got to remove shame as well. We got to remove shame. One thing that I've been just really focusing on and at my big age, right? <laughs> I'm still learning this. And I wish I had to learn this earlier because I would have prevented myself from making certain choices in life. I would have prevented myself from hurting people, right? Hurt people, hurt people. That's real, but that's a choice. For the longest time, I was unhealed and I was broken and I'm still not fully whole. I'm still not fully healed, but I'm in a much better place than I was. I'm definitely in a much better, even than I, than I was last year. I'm just a night and day improvement, right? But man, 
what happened was I often brought other people into my brokenness, right? And for a lot of longest time, I was emotionally emotionally detached. So I could go into relationships, you know, and be sexual with people, have no emotional attachment because it was like whatever. I can go into friendships and have no real and the friendship be transactional, right? All right, you know. Oh, just transactional friendships, not friendships with no real substance. Right. And then if something happened and there was a falling out, oh, it's whatever. I don't have any emotions attached to it, but that was due to unresolved issues. And so we went to therapy right for a while after my mother passed, like we did some family therapy and everything um, and even had some therapy prior to. Right. Because I was acting out. Um. Yeah, I was acting out in school. But they saw, and this is nothing I wouldn't uh, talk to my pops about now, but they saw the fruit, but not the root, right? They saw everything that I was doing, but not the why. Even after my mom's passed, right? We continued to go to therapy for a while after that, obviously. But the root was me being molested. And for the longest time, they knew that. So I was molested on two different, okay, well, by two different people. Wow. I'm sharing this on, I don't share this. So this is even healing, a part of my healing journey. I actually shared it like super publicly um, on Clubhouse. And I was like, you know what? I got to do this podcast, right? I got to do this podcast because the Bible talks about, it's funny because I'll be one minute I'll I'll curse and then I'll talk about the Bible. Y'all, he's still working on me. He's still working with me, right? But the Bible talks about we overcome by the blood of the Lamb, right? Love it, the blood of Jesus, right? But we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. The word of our testimony, the blood of the Lamb, but the word of our testimony, the blood of the Lamb. Psh- Obviously, don't got to explain it. It does what it does, right? It never loses its power, all of that. If you went to church, you know what I'm talking about. But the word of our testimony, right? Because shame lives in silence, right? The longer we're silent about things, the more time, the more that we can be shameful about it, the more time we feel condemnation over it, the more time that we allow it to debilitate us, right? And then we're not able to be emotionally attached to anybody. We're not able to be fully functioning adults because we have all this shame on us for something that wasn't our fault. If you're listening to this and you're a victim of any of these things, if you're a victim of physical abuse, if you're a victim of emotional abuse, if you're a victim of molestation or rape, I want you to know that it's not your fault. There wasn't anything that you did, right? There wasn't anything that you did that caused it to happen to you, especially if it happened to you as a child. You were simply an innocent child trying to live life, and a sick person took advantage of you. An unhealed person took advantage of you. So if you get anything from this, I want you to know that it's not your fault, and I want you to affirm that to yourself every single day. It is not my fault. What happened to me was not my fault. But what happened to you 
can create something to happen through you. And even this conversation that I'm having, right, that we don't want to have in the Black community, even this conversation that I'm having right now shows you practically that what happened to me is now opening the door for something to happen through me. What's able to happen through me is me being able to share this with you. And hopefully it provides some healing to you. So I was molested by my teacher. And it was weird because this was a Christian school. We'll wake that up another time, right? <laughs> we'll wake that up another time. We need more time for that. But this was a Christian school and... Whew, this is heavy, y'all. I'm trying to keep myself together. <clears throat> Not let these allergies affect me, right? <laughs> but this was a Christian school. And it started off really innocent. And I was young. It started off innocent. And it was like, oh, you're a good... So what this teacher did was he would give out snacks to the students, right? Who were excelling and doing, excelling and doing well. <sighs> you know, the superstars, the MVPs and all of that. But he took a liking to me and another student and he started having us come after class and give us snacks. And then he started doing the whole, hey, you guys like wrestling, right? Yeah, wrestle with each other. Just weird ass shit. Ooh, excuse my language. Just weird stuff that I look at it now and I'm like, holy crap, that was really strange, right? But as kids, we didn't see it and we were just, you know, our teacher loved us, right? Teacher looked out for us, gave us snacks, and go to his snack closet, freaking creep, right? And he had, listen, Cheetos, Pop-Tarts, candy, Slim Jabs, like things that kids love, right? <sighs> so then it became, hey, y'all wrestle with each other. Then it became wrestling with each other and being touched, touching each other. And then him joining in. And <laughs> who looking back at it now, it's like, wow. So my parents knew about that one. And we kind of handled it, but I feel like we didn't handle it like we should have. That's just my personal belief. They probably would say my my pops would probably say something else, right? My mother's since you know deceased, so we can, obviously can't have that conversation. Uh, maybe it's a conversation I have with my dad at some point, right? Um, but there are some conversations that we even with our relationship where it's at now and as healthy as it is, there's just some stuff that we don't talk about. And we'll wake that up another day as well. But what they didn't know about for the longest time was that I was being molested by a family member, a very close family member who spent lots of time with us. And for the sake of just me not wanting to really, I'm not going to mention, I'm not going to say who it is, right? Because I just don't want to do that. <clears throat> I just want to be responsible of my platform. But that happened. And that one really effed me up, like beyond belief, right? Because that's family. We gonna get right back to the conversation, but before we do, I need you to go to www.buymeacoffee.com forward slash it's Micah B. That's www 
buymeacoffee.com forward slash it's Micah B. Check it out. As you know, I'm a content creator, podcaster, TikToker, YouTuber, all of the above. If you want to support the work that I'm doing, if you want to support the content, if you want to donate to the show, if you want to give to the cause, just go to that website and throw a coffee my way, throw a couple dollars my way and check it out. When you do that, it allows us to grow this show. It allows us to grow our YouTube. It allows us to grow the other platforms so we can continue to give you the best conversations that we can. Speaking of conversations... Let's get back to it. Um, whew. Yeah, man. <laughs> so I don't know if I'm even fully healed from that. Because it wasn't talked about like it should have been talked about, right? It was like brushed over. And then I ended up making decisions because I was unhealed and I'm like, well, this is what you, this is normal, right? This is what we're, this is supposed to be happening. This is what, this is what we do, right? Because it wasn't talked about. And sometimes what happens in this house stays in this house. Isn't even something that is necessarily said, but it's something that you feel. So that touched me right there. Listen, sometimes what happens in this house stays in this house isn't necessarily something you said, but it's something that you feel and you just don't feel like this is something that should be talked about. You don't feel like it's a safe space. And for years, this really messed me up. And like I said, even to this day, I'm like, I think I'm free. I think I'm healed. I think I'm whole. But then certain things happen. I watch something. I see something. I hear something. And I'm like, damn. If this never happened, I wonder I wonder where I would be at. I wonder how different life would have turned out. I wonder how different life would look if this never happened. Right? When we start breaking that down, right? Or like when I see this family member, I found out I saw them over the pandemic. It was crazy, really randomly. And I saw them and it was like holy crap, I'm not free because I felt so much anger. I wanted to just just go in, right? Cuss them out, maybe maybe attack them, you know, whatever. And then as I got back home, I said, wow, I need to go back to therapy because I'm not as free as I need to be. And whenever I have kids, because I still want kids, right? So Listen, my clock is ticking. I got to get on my Nick Cannon or something at this point, right? So if anybody who wants to apply, just let me know. Um, <laughs> But for real, I want kids, but I also want to be whole, right? And I want to be able to not pass on generational curses and generational cycles, right? We got to break generational curses, y'all. So I don't know. It's crazy, but what happens in this house stays in this house. I just this has kind of been therapeutic, just speaking a lot of this stuff out because it's not something I talk about. It's something that I just hold inside, and every once in a while, I have a moment and I kind of lose it and I blow up, right? And I lash out. And people are like, "Oh, you're angry. You're an angry person. Oh, you're testy sometimes." No, you're looking at the fruit, but not the root. What's the root? And we have to look at the root. 
But before we look at those roots, we have to start making sure that we are creating safe spaces. If you're not a parent, you still need to be a safe space for somebody else that they can come and they can bleed in front of you without you weaponizing their blood. You need to be someone who can allow people to bleed in front of you, but you not turn around and weaponize their blood because that's what happens. A lot of people are open, honest, trans uh, transparent, vulnerable. And then those people who they go to, they weaponize their blood. It becomes a talking point. It becomes gossip. And that is another reason why some people just let it stay in the house. What happens in this house stays in this house. We have to divest from this mentality. And we have to do it now. Because it hasn't helped us. Imagine going through life thinking that this person is your sister and you're growing up and this my sister, that's my sister, that's my sister, only to find out that that was your mother, but the family was shamed. So they said, hey, we're just going to say that um, this is your sister and your grandmother is actually your mother, only to find out that your grandmother is your grandmother and your sister is your mom. And a lot of our families were built on this type of stuff. So this secrecy, the silence, the shame, all of that, keep it in the house, that's been normalized because that's what their parents did and what their parents did and what their parents did. But you listening to this right now has to say that it stops with me. What happens in this house stays in this house ends with me. The generational curses and cycles ends with me. I will not allow the rest of my lineage to deal with things that I had to deal with. That's where we're at with it. We have no other options. If we want to see our, our families and our culture healed and whole, this is where it starts. It starts with us creating safe spaces. Even when those safe spaces are uncomfortable. Even if it's something that might challenge your way of thinking, right? Because if you're not a safe space, they're going to find a safe space in a dangerous place. Yo, I'm giving y'all bars. I'm giving y'all bars. If you are not a safe space, they are going to find a safe space in a dangerous place. And that's not what you want. Because that's what's going to continue those cycles. So check it out, y'all. Like I said, this has been a really short episode. I needed to get this off of my chest. I feel like I got some of it off of my chest, right? I probably can get more off, but we might do this again. I really like these moments when it's just me, just able to talk and have a conversation with you. So part of that conversation, I need you guys to go ahead and talk to me. Whether you do it on the Instagram page, whether you do it in the Discord, uh, you can find the Discord. Um, on the Instagram page, but let's have a conversation. Text me too, right? Text me. I want you to text me today 
as you're listening to this, as you finish this, because I want real-time feedback, right? I want you to text me. My number is 773-923-3774. That's 773-923-3774. I want your thoughts on this episode and what it meant to you. I want some takeaways. All right? All right. That's it, man. I'm about to go like weep, I think. Crying is therapeutical, but I wasn't about to do it on this on the mic. I don't like that type of stuff. But crying is therapeutical, so don't be afraid to cry. And yes, men, kings cry too, okay? Kings cry too. And y'all stop weaponizing it. And that's I'm going to leave it at that. Stop weaponizing when men show emotions. Stop it. If you want a whole man you want a healed man if you want a free man but we gonna get into that another time because i got a lot to say about that so yeah i hope you guys enjoyed this conversation we're going to be back with the regular scheduled program next week but i felt the need to do this and i think i'm gonna drop two episodes on you next week but yeah i felt the need to have this conversation felt the need to have this conversation i hope it bless you i hope it freed somebody i hope it heals somebody and just remember Let's wake it up, y'all. What happens in this house stays in this house. It's damaging, it's detrimental, and it hasn't worked, right? Doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results is the definition of insanity. So let's quit the insanity. Let's stop. Let's stop the insanity and let's heal, all right? I love y'all. Thanks for rocking with me. I will be back. This has been Conversation with the Culture. I am your host, Micah Butler, and I will see you next week. We'll